Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday service here at Donagh Free Church. It's great to be able to meet together in this way to worship God. And our prayer is that our reflections on his word today will be blessed to each one of us. Last week, we were looking at what it means to be children of God and asking the question, are we or are we not his children? This morning, I'd like to look with you at the prayer that our Lord taught us to pray if we are his people. It's often referred to as the Lord's Prayer, but it's really the Lord's people's prayer. And I trust that as we come to look at it together this morning, that each one of us will be able to say for ourselves that by his grace we are his people and that our prayers are in accordance with the pattern set out for us here. Well, as I said, we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer. But before we do that, Let's pray together and seek to follow the pattern that he has set down for us in that prayer. Eternal God, we come to you today thankful that your word tells us that you are in sovereign control of all that is going on in our world at this time as at all times. And we come thankful that you are a personal God as well as a powerful God, a God with whom we can have a personal relationship as our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, your Son, in the one Spirit. You are the one who inhabits eternity, and yet you chose to come into this world, not for our condemnation, but for our salvation. At such a time as this, Lord, help us to remember that our great concern must always be to glorify and to enjoy you as our God, and to make you known to all around us, both by what we say and by the way we live recognising that that is only possible when we have you working in our lives, enabling us both to will and to work for your good pleasure. Our great desire is to see your cause advance, not only in our own lives and localities, but right across the world. And we thank you that you've revealed your good and acceptable and perfect will in your word, that we might discern it and by your mercies present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to you, not by being conformed to the world, but by being transformed by the renewing of our minds, so that in us and through us your will might be done on earth as it is in heaven. In these days of crisis, Lord, we thank you that we can come and ask you to meet our temporal and physical needs, as well as our spiritual and eternal needs. So we pray very specifically for you to do that for the whole world at this particular time. We bring before you all who are mourning and all who are suffering, not only because of the virus, but for so many other reasons as well. We think of the many who are gripped by fear, asking that they would experience that perfect love which casts out all fear. Please protect all doctors, nurses and carers as they minister to others. We thank you for the self-sacrificial spirit we see in so many of them. We remember the many whose livelihoods are at risk as a result of so many different types of work having had to grind to a halt. We pray for parents and children and teachers and pupils and students, thankful that in this infinite age, educational needs can continue to be attended to, so that in your goodness, not too much damage is done in order that people's career prospects 
that are threatened and jeopardised. Or oh Lord, remember those who are especially vulnerable, those living in care homes, the elderly and all with other health issues who are having to self-isolate. And in these days when we're all being told to stay at home, we ask you to protect those who may be suffering domestic abuse. Deliver all who are in the grip of addiction from the temptation to use whatever it might be to try to escape from reality in these days. Oh Lord, there are so many more needs besides those we have mentioned, but we know that these are all known to you. So we ask you for our daily bread, now, and we do so giving thanks for all those who you use to provide us with life's necessities, shop workers, delivery drivers, food bank volunteers, and so many more besides. Help your church to make the best use we can of the technology available to us as we seek to strengthen each other spiritually and to share the good news of Jesus Christ with those who don't know. At this time, we acknowledge our indebtedness to you as the one who sent your son into the world to live that perfect life that none of us have lived and who so willingly and lovingly gave his life as a ransom for many. O Lord, if it is indeed true that we have tasted that you are gracious, may we ourselves be governed by grace so as to forgive all those who trespass against us. Forgive us for our many faults and failings, both personally and collectively, not because we deserve it, but because you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We know that in life you will test us in different ways at different times, but aware as we are that our adversary, the devil, always seeks to exploit our sinfulness and our tendency to be influenced by worldly attitudes, we pray that you would deliver us from the evil one so that we are not led into temptation. So hear our prayers, Lord, as we seek to ascribe honour and glory to your wonderful name, knowing that yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Now, I'm hoping that at least some uh, boys and girls are watching this morning, and uh, you probably don't know, but before we moved to Dornoch, we used to live in a, what was then a town, but it's now a city in the centre of Scotland called Perth. And I remember uh, hearing of one little girl uh, who lived in Perth, and her mother uh, was teaching her to say the Lord's Prayer. It took a, a wee while for the wee girl to learn it, but then eventually her mother uh, believed that she had learned it. And she told her little girl to say the Lord's Prayer every night before she went to bed. And one night uh, the mother thought that she would listen uh, to her little girl say the prayer, just to make sure that she had got it right. And so the little girl began and she said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. And the mother was thinking, oh yes, she's, she's learned it well. But then the next thing she said was, thy will be done in Perth, as it is in heaven. And then she carried on and finished the prayer. Her mother went in and spoke to her and she said, hey, you've really learned it well, but you made one little mistake. And the little girl said, what was that? Well, she said, what it actually says is, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, not in Perth. 
The little girl said to her mother, well, she said that if his will is going to be done in earth or on earth, then surely Perth is one place where we must want God's will to be done because Perth is on earth after all. And the mother smiled and she said to the girl, yes, you've got it right. It's right to pray for God's will to be done in Perth, just as it is right for God's will to be done everywhere. And you know, we can apply that to ourselves. We might live in Donach or Embo or Birchen or uh, wherever else we may be living in just now. And we know that we're still on earth. And it's right to pray that God's will be done where we are. The best way, of course, to make sure that God's will is done where we are is by making sure that we are obeying God's will, that we are trusting in Jesus and that we are living for him. And if you trust in Jesus, if you live for him, then you can be sure that where you are, God's will is being done in your life. And you can ask God that more and more people in your town, in your village, or wherever else they may be, might do his will as well. And then you'll be able to say, may your will be done and give thanks to God that his will is done wherever it is you're living. That we girl may have got the wording of the prayer wrong, but she had a right prayer as well. And we too are praying right prayers if we ask for God's will to be done everywhere and if we ask for God's will to be done where we are. And I hope that you will show by the way you live that God's will is indeed what you want to do in your life. God be with you all until we see one another again. Can I ask, even before we begin properly, what your prayer life and mine is like? The story is told of a soldier who was returning late one night to his quarters, having been out in the nearby woods, and he was charged with having been in communication with the enemy. The soldier pleaded that he had gone into the woods to pray. The commanding officer was rather sceptical of his defence, and he shouted at him, All right then, down on your knees and pray now. It may be your last prayer ever. The soldier knelt down and he prayed so fervently and sincerely that even the sceptical officer was touched. When the soldier had finished praying, the officer said to him, You may go. I believe you. If you hadn't drilled so often, you wouldn't have done so well at review. What about us? Are we drilling often in prayer? What is our prayer life like? before God. Well, this morning, we're going to look together, as I've said, at the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to do so as we read his teaching on this in Matthew chapter 6. I want to read from verse 5 down to verse 15. And when you pray, Jesus says, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. 
for your Father knows what you need before you ask it. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever. Amen. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Just a word about the context before we come to look at the contents of the Lord's Prayer itself. Jesus is here warning us against hypocrisy, against play-acting in prayer, against pretending to be what we're not. It's not saying that there's anything wrong with standing to pray or with praying in synagogues or, or churches or wherever. There's nothing wrong with praying at street corners. In fact, sometimes it may be wise for us to do that because, as the saying goes, we never know what lies around the corner. But what Jesus is getting at is this, that we mustn't stand and pray in public or at street corners in order to be seen by men. You see, the problem was that many of the religious leaders of Jesus' day wanted to show off before men and were far more concerned about that than the way they were before God. And that's why Jesus says, yes, men may praise them, but God's view of them may be quite different. And he's reminding us there that it's not what people think of our prayers that really matters, but what God thinks of them. He's emphasising the importance of private prayer, and he says that when we pray, we're to go into our rooms and there pray to our Father who is in secret. In other words, we're not to bang the door, as it were, as we go in to pray in order that the world will know that we're there. Our prayer life is in many ways to be private and personal before God. In fact, there was one minister who once said that what we are before God is really what we are. So can I ask you, what are you like? As I ask myself, what am I like before God? Jesus is also warning us against keeping up empty phrases, just trying to pray long prayers, imagining that by doing so, we would be able to twist God's arm. He says, you know, those who pray like that think that they will be heard for their many words. And he says, don't you be like them. Now again, there's nothing wrong with long prayers after all Jesus says, that we're to pray at all times and without ceasing. But we mustn't think that long prayers mean anything to God. We mustn't think that by long prayers, we can, as it were, change God's mind or bring about a change in our own circumstances. It's not so much the quantity but the spiritual quality of our prayer that matters. There can be far more in a prayer that isn't even spoken, a sigh that comes from the soul, than in the most long-winded prayer that the most religious person who ever lived can make in public. And so it is against that background, it is against or in this context that Jesus is here teaching us how to pray. And he says to us, you pray then like this. 
our Father in heaven. Now, first of all, of course, we must be sure that God is our Father, that we are his children. So can I ask you again, do you know God as your Father? Do you know him as the one to whose family you have been brought and to whom you belong? Do you have a personal relationship with him? If you do, then as we saw last week, you're also in a relationship with his people because he says we're to pray our Father. We're not alone in prayer. We pray together as family members to a Father who loves us and who cares for us. We live in a world, sadly, where not everybody can speak highly of their fathers because some fathers can be cruel, some fathers can be anything but loving. But our Heavenly Father is caring and compassionate and loving. And we can come to him confident that he knows what our needs are and that he wants us to come into his presence. And can I ask again, do you approach God in that way? Have you got the spirit in your heart that helps you to say, as again we saw last time, Abba, Father? If not, then ask God to bring you into his family. Ask God to give you the spirit that you might be able to call him yours. There was a book written by someone who was converted, I think it was from another faith, a number of years ago. And the title of the book was, I Dared to Call Him Father. God can help you as he helps all his people to call him our Father. But we're also reminded that he is our Father who is in heaven. That reminds us not only of the fact that he is far from us in that sense, but I think what is especially being brought before us here is that he is in control. He has authority. He has not lost his control over the world. At this time when everything seems to be out of control, it's wonderful to know that the Father has given all authority to his Son, Jesus, the one through whom alone we can know God. So can I ask, can you say today that you know him as your Father who is in heaven? Well, if you can, then you will want to do, as Jesus tells us next, to hallow his name. And you might be wondering, what does it mean to hallow the Lord's name? There's a story told about another uh, young girl who was learning the Lord's Prayer. And when she came to this place, she thought that what was being said was, hallowed be your name. But she had to be told by her parents that that wasn't what it was saying at all. What it was saying was, hallowed be your name. And she said, but mom, what does that mean? And they had to tell her what it means. It means that God is holy. And it means that in our lives, that we must give him first place. It means that we must tell others about him. It means that we must live in a way that honours him, in a way that pleases him, and not in a way that is simply out to please ourselves. We must honour him, and we must ask that others would honour him as well. Well, thank you once again for joining us this morning here at Donna Free Church. And our prayer is that God would bless his word to us as we've reflected on it today, and that we would be conscious of his presence with us and of his peace in our hearts from day to day. Until we meet again next week, if you're able to join us, may his grace, his mercy and his peace be with us all. Amen.